the other of which she had salvaged. The projects that meant the most to him in the later years were a Russian translation of Lolita and the revised edition of Speak Memory. Vera collaborated on the first and contributed to the second. The original Nabokovian, she was a full creative partner in everything her husband did. She had a need to do something great with her life, and as he made clear from the start, Nabokov had a very great need of her. Lawyers, publishers, relatives, colleagues, friends, agreed on one point. He would have been nowhere without her. Her marriage put her in the spotlight. Her nature made her drift toward the shadows, as did some of her responsibilities, which demanded silence. Nabokov spoke fondly of having composed in the car the only place in America with no noise and no draft. Vera was the one who parked him there under a tree in the remote western outposts he so loved, and then obligingly disappeared from the picture. To one person she remained always hugely visible. Nabokov was supremely conscious of her presence. He lit up around his wife. He played off of her. The two comported themselves as if they shared a secret— With visitors later in life, they resembled nothing so much as two children plotting in code about how much they dared tell the adults. One Cornell colleague went so far as to use the U-word. He was the most uxorious man I have ever met. Nabokov thought his wife discerning, wise, whimsical, and much else as well. In 1949, he registered his disapproval of the object of a student's affection whom he did not consider a raving beauty. But beauty isn't everything, protested the Cornelian. Mr. Keegan, Mr. Keegan, that's just a conceit we carry on with. Beauty is everything, Professor Nabokov assured him. An American admirer sought out the couple in Italy during the summer of 1967. They were walking down a mountain trail, butterfly nets in hand. Nabokov was jubilant. Earlier in the day he had sighted a rare species, precisely the one he had been looking for. He had gone back for his wife of forty-two years. He wanted her to be with him when he made his capture. His image was flattering, but so was the image he saw reflected back at him. One of the discarded titles within the works was Portrait of the Artist in a Mirror. In Nabokov's case, the mirror was to be found in his wife's brilliant blue eyes. The illusion stands prominently at the center of the highly refractive literature, as it does at the center of the marriage. Nabokov reveled in being a figment of Vera's imagination, which is no wonder given who she thought he was. When she met him, she felt that he was the greatest writer of his generation. To that single truth she held strong for sixty-eight years, as if to compensate for all the loss and the turmoil, the accidents of history." She did all in her power to see to it that he existed not in time, only in art, thus sparing him the fate of so many of his characters imprisoned by their various passions. The genius went into the work, not the life, something Vera Nabokov had to explain regularly to family members, whose letters to her husband were turned over to her to be answered. This resulted in understandable confusion about authorship, which grew worse over the years. It has been said that the Nabokovs refined their marriage to a work of art. Both partners wrung an immense amount of creative mileage from it. In singular ways, this was as true in Berlin in the 1920s 
as it was in upstate New York in the 1950s and Switzerland in the 1970s. After the advent of Lolita, the public Nabokov, the voice of Nabokov, was Vera's. We are accustomed to husbands silencing wives, but here was a wife silencing, editing, speaking for creating her husband. In many ways, the distant, unapproachable, irreproachable VN was her construct. To begin to pry the couple apart is to see what lay beneath the monument, the figure in the carpet. Vera Nabokov, she added the accent when she arrived in America so that the name would be pronounced to rhyme with Dara, was an eminent woman because she was married to an eminent man, more exactly a man whom she helped to achieve eminence. She is important for what she reveals about her husband, which is a very great deal. The marriage was at the heart of his existence. It defined them both. It shaped his work.